This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each episode, we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse, depicted in a movie, and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to the bunker. On this episode, uh, we're kind of breaking from form or the norm, not that we're very normal. And uh, we're kind of doing a little Halloween special, I guess you could call it. Attempting. Attempting. To do Halloween. Um, we also try to do a little something different instead of us just kind of going through the normal podcast, if that's what you want to call it. We're going to attempt to have a compendium, maybe, a soundtrack. What the fuck is that? I don't. I read it wow. somewhere. It's a, it sounds, I just threw in random. You threw a word right over my head. But uh, one of our all-time favorite movies uh, absolutely. is Shaun of the Dead. I'm so excited. And we thought it was appropriate for Halloween. So what we're going to attempt to do is, in the background, uh, play the movie and comment, hopefully, wittily, if that's not a word, I don't, I don't want it to be, uh, on the movie and see what happens. Yeah, kind of a real-time live commentary instead of our watch it beforehand, take notes. So we'll, uh, we're, we're firing it up now. Um, Bear with us, please. This, so, uh, this is new for us. We don't know how it's going to So you go. can kind of sync the movie um, and attempt to listen to our dumbasses speak oh, yeah. while the movie's going on. So uh, there's the uh, working title title, and we're... Uh, Opening scene on his face. We're working title, black, and... Opening scene on Sean's face, staring off into the distance, drinking a beer, smoking a fag. Having a pint. Whoa. A pint and a fag. Can I say that? Yeah. It's a cigarette. Oh, that's a cigarette. There's uh and I will say this. Um, ooh, there's the girlfriend, oh, Liz. Yeah, I, I had a had, I shouldn't should say have, a crush on her from this movie. Oh, for sure. She's fucking hot. She doesn't do a whole lot though. She doesn't well, she does a lot of British stuff. But I've never seen her in another. No, oh, I see what you're saying. Like she's American never done a lot of like film. movies. No, I haven't seen her. I've seen her in this, uh-huh. this, and this. Yeah, and I haven't exactly. seen her in anything else. I'll tell you who else I've seen though. Uh, the girl that comes in later, Yvonne. Mm-hmm. His his ex girlfriend, as they kind of allude to in this movie. She's. Uh, Do you ever watch the TV series Faced? I did not. Simon Pegg? I know he's in it, but yeah. I did not. It's him and her. They're the two roommates. So. I think I read that, that she's in there like that's teeth through in there like an homage to his, his show. Yeah. So yeah. now this, now we're on the part where they're talking and they show the um, Liz's roommate or is it roommates? They both live with them? Flatmates. Flatmates. Sorry. Yeah. Flatmates. And uh, the guy, uh, Dylan? No. David. David. They and then Davs. Uh, Davs. And then uh, what's the girl's name? don't remember but she's in a lot too um mm-hmm. she, she was in office space no not office space the office the british version of the office she the uh girlfriend. the blonde yeah yeah 
Yeah, well, she's also in. Um, I don't know if you pay attention the new Wonder Woman movie. Oh, she's um, she's in it. She plays like um, was it Steve Rogers? He's the 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 guy, Wonder Woman's leading man. Mm. But uh, his secretary, that's her. Oh, okay. So this part right here is funny because they're making lots of statements in this that, and this is something that Edgar Wright does in his movies, where they will repeat the exact same statements throughout the movie but in different context, but they'll say the exact same words. And I just, I, I've always uh, admired how he can pull that off. Diane, that's the... Okay. The, and then uh, we see Ed stick his head in, as usual, making his... Uh, comments. Comments. <laughs> so uh, this, I will say this, and uh, this is my first that I can remember foray into British comedy like movies well I don't know if I said that because I did watch Monty Python and stuff yeah. growing up but I didn't even think about like British funny movies and this was this is definitely one of the I, I see what you're saying probably one of the first for me too that really hooked me in and made me want to start watching British comedy like yeah. Snatch and yeah. Lockstock and all that stuff <clears throat> this now the opening credits I find uh I, I like the opening credits, number one, because you're seeing a lot of the – they're showing characters that you're going to show later. And right now they just look like random people. But, but they also – they give them like – what cracks me up is I'm sure it's a commentary on modern society is they're yeah. zombie-esque already exactly. in their day-to-day life. Yeah. So yeah, – um, that's exactly where I was going. They already look like zombies just with their mundane, expressionless lives that they have. Everything is just – yeah, and then they have Sean come out yawning, almost looking like a zombie himself. Yeah, stumbling around like a zombie. Yeah. There's Ed sitting on the couch. Funny playing. thing is, yeah, playing his video games. Funny thing is, I could literally be quoting this movie as it's playing silently. I could say every word of this being said. I could, I could almost, <laughs> yeah, as we're watching it, I can almost, the dialogue is going off in my head almost. Player 2 has entered the game. Don't you have work? Don't you have work? Player, Player two, 2 has exited, exited the game. game. <laughs> Uh, and I do like that um, what I like about this movie as well is, or I guess the, they started with this movie, and then you've got, because this is the first one in the three Cornetto series trilogy. I'm sure oh, you know that. what that. they call it, the Cornetto trilogy? Because of the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they each one is supposed to be based off of flavor. So a color, like, because this one's red, because the Cornetto apparently is, the ice cream is red for the blood because oh, okay. of zombies. Okay. And then they go to do hot fuzz, mm-hmm. the blue because of the police. police. okay. And the green one is, this is the end, uh-huh. or is that what it's called? This uh, the end of the world? Something like that. Something like that. Um, world's End. World's End, Because that's you. the name of the last bar, the World's yes. End. Yes, at World's End, I think is the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and that's green because they go back to... Everything goes back to nature because at the end of the movie. Is that why? I guess. Oh, okay. But that, they call it the Three Cornetto Trilogy because they always have the, they have the ice cream in there. Like they have the, the ice cream in here, and then they do have, in the third one, they have the – they just show the wrapper. I don't know if you remember that Okay, or not. no, I don't because I've actually – I think I've only watched The World's End once, maybe once and a half, um, which is my bad. I need to watch it again. But, uh, yeah, you did, I mean, it's – very obvious in Sean and Hot Fuzz, the Cornettos, because it's like his favorite treat. Right. I don't know where it pops up in the third one, though. In the third one, and we've done so much about talking about this movie, in the third one at the end, after 
I guess the world's changed and they show Ed, Nick Frost, and he's like raking or doing something in the in the yard. There's like a chain link fence and a rapper blows up against it and he looks at it like lovingly, like, oh, and then it blows away. Nice. So they, they, they threw that in there like that. <laughs> and then here's the Pete. The it was, I'm such a prick dick. roommate. No, yeah, I'm so, I am a prick. I am a prick. It's not so hard, is it? Writing the words down on a scrap of paper. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> in a little scrap of paper. Taking down messages. Uh, and then he has, in fact, written down words on the scraps of paper on the back of his jacket. Oh, this! Well, oh, I love this part. I'm sorry, Sean. It's all right. No, I'm sorry. He fucking rips one and, and stinks oh, him out. That's hilarious. This whole movie's hilarious. So during during the uh, conversation they're having in the bar in the opening scene, Liz is basically on his ass about how their their relationship sucks, and he says he's going to change and he's going to make a reservation at some fancy restaurant and take her there so by themselves because yes. that was the the crux of the opening of the movie was is every night after work because they're dating is they always go to the same bar the winchester yes. and they have drinks and but they he always brings ed sean always brings ed and then she ends up bringing her flatmates dave and diane Right, which isn't very romantic. Yes, and so she wants to be romantic. And we should have really touched on the Winchester because that really is the key. Yes, we'll touch on it. Place it's of this but uh, and then this movie. so he says for tonight because we're on the next day as he's walking down the street that he's going to make a reservation yeah. at the fish and chips place or whatever, or the fishy place or whatever he calls yeah. it, the fancy fish place, and he forgets to make the reservation. Now listen, I like movies and I can suspend disbelief. But you have to admit that what I find funny about a lot of movies, this one included, is that the chances of this guy bang, ba- um, bagging <clears throat> and banging a hot chick like Liz, mm-hmm. I find it a little bit uh, hard to believe. <laughs> Not only that, but then if he is such a loser as they're attempting to portray in the movie... How does she just, she just sticks around with him? Yeah, well. I've seen worse. I've seen bigger douchebags with hotter girls. Yeah. So they're showing him on his way into work. He sees somebody fall over and die. And at the shop, he saw a newspaper with uh, with some store, front page stories about some illness that's been going around. Uh, I love this guy. His Rafe Rafe Spall is his name. Is that in his real name? Life. Yeah, and he's in. Hot fuzz, and I'm not sure if he's in uh, World's End or not. But I just this this one of his first appearances. He's just hilarious, even though he has a short part. Is he one of the Andes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he yeah. lost weight and got a mustache. Exactly. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah, and grew a mustache. Um. So whatever. Now Sean's at work. He's he's leading the team. Yeah. Exactly. My, you know, I will say that you don't have to always have it, but I did in this movie. They don't do. Um, they don't go through the background of where the virus came from no, or what started it. True. They're just kind of, and you don't always have to, but, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah, they just wanted to keep this, I think, keep this in basic and just focus on the the uh, comedy of it. And one of the things I love so much about this movie, the reality of how people are really going to be in Apocalypse. Oh, I got you got red on you. Yep, there's the first one. Got red on you. I love that. <laughs> As it continues and repeats itself and i do do like the repeating jokes 
I just noticed something on the TV in the background as it as to go along with Edgar Wright's repeating. There's a couple at the end where she's on this talk show talking about he's my husband. I still love yes. him. They were just on. They were on that talk show. Oh, were they? Yeah. And they also showed like that little game show with the people running in the thing, but not zombies, real people at this point. Yeah. Your dad's here. He's not my dad. He's not my dad. He's my stepdad. And here we go. Bill. Yeah, Bill Nighy. Bill Nighy, who's also nice in all the other movies. Yeah. He's the, uh, what, the Inspector General or whatever? Chief Inspector. Inspector. Chief Inspector in Hot mm-hmm. Fuzz. I'm the Chief Inspector. And then he's, I think he's, he's just the voice in uh, At World's End. Oh. At the very end, he's like the super alien voice or whatever. Okay. He's been in like a shit ton of movies, oh, too. Oh, Bill Nye, he's a huge English actor. He's been in like everything in England forever. The, yeah. the only movies that surprised me that he was in... That was uh, he was in that Underworld movie. You ever see that with yeah, Kate Beckinsale? It's supposed to be some sort of like vampire werewolf lord or, thing. Oh, was he a werewolf? Well, no, no, he was a vampire lord. I thought I, you were saying it was a vampire slash werewolf movie. I hate those movies. I don't I hate, hate Kate Beckinsale. No, I don't hate her, but I hate those movies. I just noticed in the background when Nike walked out, three military trucks drove by in the background. So the military trucks are already present at this point. I missed that before. Well, you as many would, times I've seen this, I've missed it. You would think that they, I mean, this this illness thing is going on, so that they're gonna they're, they'll be aware of it. You know what I'm saying? That they're gonna be, they're gonna mobilize. Maybe not publicly, but they're gonna mobilize. Not privately is the word I'm looking just, for, but just a little bit more surreptitiously. Like yes, kind of just be quiet about it. And yeah. I guess what kills me, I love how he's so clueless. How Sean's so clueless, like. He sees somebody drop over in the street, and then like this guy's just running away in fear. He's like, "That looks kind of strange," and then he just, yeah. But that and that is that's perfect though. That's what's so great about this movie. Yeah, you got the old guy. In or the here, yeah, there's an old guy in the background gonna eat a trying pigeon. to grab a pigeon. But that's what's great about it is just the the reality of how oblivious most people are and how most people are going to be when it when it happens if it happens this way. They're just gonna go out there like, "Oh, that's a little strange." But just keep going. Imagine New York City. Yeah. How weird people there already. Like, everybody's strange. Everybody just, how do I put it? No one tries to hide it. They're just who they are, you know. Whereas you get into smaller communities, people are much more private with their lives. But in New York City, they can't be as private. So basically, people just live outwardly in the open. Here's where he meets his ex-girlfriend from Spaced. Um, She's she's ex-girlfriend in this? I think, yeah, I think she alludes right here. She's kind of alluding to the fact that that's his ex-girlfriend because she's said, are you still with Liz? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, oh, well, I'm glad someone made it. Like, I'm glad one of your girlfriends were able to stick with you. She said, and then it's funny. She said, well, yeah, and later. It, yeah, it, it, <laughs> I will say that everything like you could almost break this movie in, in two parts. Yep. Like everything that's kind of laid out and done in the beginning is then reused in a different context yes. in the end. This is what you're exactly. saying. It's so brilliant. Or, or not in the end, but in the second half. But right. that's perfect, you know. And uh, she even, like, they literally almost have the same conversation when they meet again, which we will see. Uh, they have almost the same conversation. How are you doing? Surviving. da 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 And they just almost the same banter. It's great. Um, <clears throat> shit, what was I saying? Oh, uh, New York City and uh, public yeah, just how private. people, everybody lives so outwardly that 
you see somebody in the street in New York City acting like any of the people they just showed in the last five minutes. Nobody think anything of it. Some dude's running away in fear. So fucking what? What's that guy's problem? Who knows? I don't care. I'm going to keep going with my life. What's this old crazy man doing across the street in Pigeon? Ah, whatever. He's just another old crazy homeless guy. Who cares? So in the city, it's going to be much... The detection is going to be way later, I think. Whereas in a smaller town, like we have experience with, if we know, like, hey, Bob is being really fucking weird. You know, why? why is Bob... Why is he opening that package of raw hamburger in the store and just digging into it? Something is fucking going on. True. Or or to even use a movie example, the crazies. Within two incidences in the crazies, they were like, something's wrong. Something is very wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Here's He's talking to Liz on the phone. Yeah. Because he didn't make the reservation. <laughs> yeah, he fucked up. He fucked up, as usual, and didn't make the reservation. Here's my only question on this part. Why did he answer the phone? That always kind of like threw me. Like he tried to call the fishy place, or whatever, to make the reservation. They were all booked up, and then the phone rings. I wouldn't answer the phone. Think of a, like maybe that sounds. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Smart. Okay, smart. <laughs> uh, then try to call someplace else. Yeah. And at least find a reservation for someplace and be like, yeah, we're going out at uh, eight, babe. Um, to uh, wherever you know, mm-hmm. I did the fishy place. I thought you know I'm gonna surprise you. I want to take you to Bob's or whatever bistro instead because it's. I hear it's. A, I was at work and someone suggested it, saying it was a you know great new place. And right. so hope you don't mind it through a curveball. And at least he obviously doesn't. And 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 what you're talking about earlier about they lay this part out before and they lay the part out after. That also uh, is um, seen in just Sean's personality and behavior. Before, he is this, like, slacker, low motivation, stuck in a shit job, doesn't care, won't change for his girlfriend, which I would change a lot for Dude, her. Dude, I would change everything for yeah. her. <clears throat> um, won't change for his girlfriend, doesn't plan, doesn't think ahead, to, after the fact, when she starts to hit the fan, now he's like, he is the guy that makes plans. He is the guy that brings things together. Uh, you know, I don't know, just... It's it's the dichotomy is throughout this entire movie and it's great. Got the motorcycle dichotomy. No, oh no, that's God. something else. <laughs> I love this. Fuck off, oh, four eyes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I I I could make enough comments about Simon Pegg throughout this movie that'd make me sound gay. But oh I, oh, and I love the fact David's character. You know he's in um. Uh, Simon Pegg's in another movie. Run, Fat Boy, Run. Yeah, he's in there as his yeah, friend. Yeah, so he's his friend. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's weird to see him as a friend because he hates him so completely in this. Yes. Trying to give his girlfriend his mom's flowers. His, yes. But uh, Simon Pegg, one of the things I just love about him, one of my favorite actors, is his uh, his face acting. He has some of the best face acting of all time. The faces yes. he makes are the best. And he's killing it, like, in real life, because, like, this is the first I've ever seen of him. Yeah. And this was, this is a great movie, but it was kind of small. And now he's fucking, what, he's in Star Trek, Scotty, I think it was a good choice. Yeah. I can't fucking stand Tom Cruise. I I believe we've covered that already on this Mm. podcast. Mm. But I don't blame him for doing those um, Mission Impossible Impossible movies, because they still make money. Hell Yeah. You know, and like, you know, 
Ving Rhames apparently doesn't have to, you know, doesn't have to do any fucking thing else but Mission Impossible movies, and he can support himself. Which, hey, I ain't mad at him. No. If you can manage your money well enough that that a few here's the thing, most actors you're like, how the fuck are you not making it? You make ten million dollars a a movie, yes, and you're having to sell houses. What's wrong with you? And then you have your other ones who can do just a couple movies, make a few million a movie, and say, I'm comfortable. You fucking should be. I, well, the, even if you made ten million, and after taxes, your agent, yeah, there's there's things you got to pay. You, you can't tell me you're not bringing home five, like yeah. half. Just I'm writing half off, fifty percent. You're pocketing five million. I could do that once. Yep, I'm good, and I'd be good. If yep. nothing else, if you don't get something set up, so you're good for the rest of your life. And then the next movie, if you're lucky enough to get another ten million, you want to go fucking crazy, some baller lifestyle. With fucking, you know, hoopty, you know, rims or whatever. <laughs> That's fine. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. I would never do that, but at least you get everything set up. Here we go again. Okay, so in the last five minutes, Liz has broke up with uh, Sean. Now they're at the bar, closing the place down. They're back at the Winchester. The Winchester. And uh, he's trying to cheer, uh, Ed? Ed. Is trying to cheer up uh, Sean. Sean. And on the jukebox, some sappy love song comes on. Who the fuck put this on? It's on random. Which is repeated again later. Yes. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> now they're talking about the people in the bar. All the rich characters. Yes. Yeah, all the rich characters. As you know, you almost could kind of look at this. I find it. Like a, you can almost call it a double love story because there's the friendship between Sean and Ed, and then there's you know the relationship that's currently off between Sean and Liz, and it's almost like Liz and Ed are fighting for Sean's Sean. affections, so to speak. We have a love triangle. A love triangle. He's not my boyfriend. Yeah. He's not my Might boy. be a little warm. The cool is off. Thanks, babe. Yeah, exactly. The cockasidal maniac. <laughs> and yeah, the co- oh god, the so funny. And the big John, the mafia connected guy. Uh. And it was funny is I read that Hot Fuzz, the next movie they were in, mm. that it was originally written as a love story, like there's supposed to be a male part and a female part. Like the the Nick Frost and Sean, or and uh, Simon Pegg, the parts one was supposed to be a female role, oh. one was supposed to be a male role. Okay, and they were supposed to. That was the whole thing. Was the the movie was the same, but for the most part, but they're supposed to, you know then fall in love, whatever at the okay. end of the movie. But they decided to change it to like a buddy movie. But they left a lot of that undertone in there. <laughs> You know, just cause, just to be show how close they were. Well, I don't. I'm not surprised. I mean, the chemistry, just their acting chemistry, is so good together that. Well, they're also, I think, real life best friends. Yeah, they are. So that doesn't hurt. They are because you know that uh, Nick Frost has zero acting um, training. I don't know what the fuck you would call it. Education background. He has no acting background. He is was just. Uh, Simon Pegg's best friend in life, and Simon Pegg brought him into the show Spaced because he's in the show Spaced. I didn't remember. Did you say you'd watched it at all? I have not seen it. 
he's his buddy in the in the TV show Space also, and that's kind of when they're like, he's for not being, he can actually kind of act. He's kind of funny, so that's how he's gotten these subsequent roles. And he's he's his own actor now. Like he does shows other than Simon Pegg. Yeah, he did some pirate radio show. He's done a few others. I I've only seen I think the pirate radio one. I saw him in another movie. I remember seeing him in there. Okay. It's like a dwarf or something. I haven't seen that. Mm, yeah, I'm not gonna admit what movie it was. If if you're out there know what it is, then you can you can maintain the shame that I do quietly. <laughs> we don't have to s- discuss it. <laughs> yeah, but let me ask you this: You're talking about acting training or education. How much fucking I I, I know some people are like you know oh it's a craft and an art, but you know when you stop and think about it, as long as you act. When I say act, you get on camera and you're all stiff like, I'm going to go to the store and buy a gallon of milk. Then, no, it's not going to work. But if you... If you're natural, then... But if you can portray what's going on the same way you would be in normal life, I think yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong because I've done zero acting. Do it, but yeah. So this part, uh, Pete... The prick roommate comes downstairs because they're playing electro too loud. And he's fucking pissed off because it's four in the fucking morning. And I got to work tomorrow. And Simon says, it's Saturdays. No, it's not. It's fucking Sunday. And I have to go in because everyone's sick. So basically he's saying he has to go to his job because everyone's ill. Right. Because the virus is spreading and nobody really knows why yet. So he has to go into work on Sunday. He's got a bandage on his hand. Oh, and here's sort here's your fucking oh, life out, mate. Here's the crux of the movie. He yep. tells him, "Sort your fucking life out, mate." Yep. And he got bit on the hand. Some crazy person mugger. You think he says bit on the hand? Here's my thing. I w- here I will take a little bit of a. Why didn't you go to the doctor? Like I don't think he went to. He didn't mention going to. The, I, I've been. Mm-hmm. He. I think he'll be like. I spent two hours in the fucking emergency room. Mm. Looks like he just put a bandage on it himself. And. uh if someone bit you, I think I would seek medical attention. Yeah, they seem like they're probably, well, yeah. Yeah. But think, another thing, though, they, they're they like mid-late 20s men. How often do we really go to the doctor as a mid-late 20s male? Not- oh, fair enough. I, yeah. you, you don't do checkups. I get that. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of like you're at work and you put a nail through your hand. You're not gonna go, even if you're mid twenties. You're not gonna get that checked out. You see what I'm saying? It's I not like he was in the kitchen cutting something, and he cuts, you know, cutting up something, and he cuts his hand. Yeah. And he's like, ah, fuck. He wraps it. Oh, I'll be good. I don't know. I fucked myself up pretty bad on construction sites a few times, and I didn't go to the doctor. All right. How about this? But if someone bit me, yeah, that's kind of a different. Situation. If you did something to yourself because you're working or fucking around, and you know what you did, and it basically works, and you can wrap it up and fix it, then you would probably be like, ah, I think I got this. But if somebody bit you... Yeah, that's kind of gross. That's like if somebody fucking stabbed you in the street. It's different than you cutting your hand. True. That's all I'm saying. So, Sean writes on the refrigerator his list of life to-dos. Go round mums, get Liz back, sort life out. Yes. (laughs) Passes out, wakes up in the morning, tells... uh, Ed, he's going to the shop, asks him if he wants anything, and what does he say? Cornetto. Cornetto. (laughs) 
Now oh. he's walking through the street. Yeah, same. This is another thing I love. They do a repeat scene of the day before when he goes to the shop, almost identical except he, for he tripped. He just tri- he tripped on the uh, same part of the curb. Curb. The same guy was just running past him, but the day before he was jogging for exercise. Yep. Today he's just running past him in a mad sprint. He's in the shop. There's blood prints all over the the glass door but he doesn't see it oh did you notice this the day before oh yes he first looks at the diet coke puts it back gets a regular coke because he hasn't started his change yet right for liz now liz is officially broken up with him he picks up the regular coke looks at it puts it back gets a diet coke because now he's going to change because that was part of the uh, earlier that we you know because we would talk over the whole movie but the the earlier part where she was talking you're supposed to you're supposed to stop smoking you're supposed to get healthier you're supposed to you know do all this yeah, and he go to the gym go to the blah. gym you're yeah. supposed to all these things she wanted to do it wasn't doing any of them well now he got a diet coke over a coke uh-huh. trying to be healthier he's starting to change yes i love how he just walks yeah, obliviously so through oblivious. the street there's zombies all around yes there's already zombies out he doesn't see the bloody handprints on the cooler doesn't see the dead people he slips in a pool of blood in the store and yes. doesn't think anything doesn't look down to see what it is just keeps walking like here's this guy that's walking in the street he had his dog earlier and he gave him a few he gave him cents. change the day yes. before and now he's like I don't have any change today and just walks right past him and the, you see the guy was dragging a leash <laughs> yeah. without the dog no dog probably ate the dog or somebody ate the dog oh yeah and now he's back in the safe apartment where he thinks yeah. nothing of it and until he, he turns on the telly. And he never he never shuts the door. That's the other thing because mm. he keeps – oh, Pete keeps complaining the front door is always open, and he thinks it's Ed that's doing it. Yeah. You know. Pete always blames it on Ed. Actually, yes. they both blame it on Ed, but in reality, now we find out it's actually Sean. Yes, and now we got uh, the news about the crisis worsening. And I li- I did like how they – when he was changing channels, like the sound, like kind of made a whole statement, like right. a whole sentence. Yeah, they pieced together several different channels into a st- into a couple sentences about what's actually going on. Again, such clever movie making. It is, if we haven't said it enough. And I know, again, everyone's seen this movie. It's not like we're telling them anything. Well, if, I'd be surprised if there's anyone that has not seen Shaun of the Dead. And if you haven't, and you're listening to this. Please go watch it. You sh- it so is good. worth watching. They're in the backyard staring at some drunk, they think, drunk girl staring off into the, the distance. I will say, like, I, I've seen, I haven't seen everything that Edgar Wright has done, but I, I like a lot of stuff that he does. The only thing that I will critique Edgar Wright on is, and I like the movie, but Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Have you seen that? I love that movie. I don't like, was it Michael Sarah? Is that the lead guy, the little skinny? Prick yeah, bit? I don't care for him. I, well, I, th- I take it back. Um, I don't think he's a terrible, but I, I think he was a wrong pick. I think they picked him because he's skinny. He had the, the right look with that hair. I think they could have done better. That's my opinion. He's not my favorite actor, so I would have been totally fine if they got somebody else. But they definitely made the right pick with Mary Elizabeth. Winston. Oh God, yes! Holy shit! Yes! So fucking hot. And she matches that role so well, that kind of, I don't even know how to explain that role, but whatever that girl is, this is great. Yes. Oh, <laughs> now the, a picture the zombie chick is on top of Sean trying, trying to eat, eat him, him, and Ed's taking a picture. He's I'm like, back you. off, Mary. I'm warning you. I'm going to have to get physical. Okay. To, okay. Okay. Boom. Pushes her. And, and here we are. 
Nice. Ooh, guys, you're blood. I will say that's the other thing I like about. I will say like, but I, what cracks me up about these movies is they they don't just do blood. The whole ser- whole trilogy is they go overboard with the oh, blood, yeah. like shooting, like the geyser blood here. Yeah, the geyser blood and the punched out hole through her body. I love the faces. Sean is like aghast, and Ed is just kind of like, hmm. I just. I like how he goes into the camera again. He's like, I take the picture. They slap it away. <laughs> Uh. <coughs> I love his shirt too. I got wood. Yeah, that he rocks. The there's some thing. fat fuck. I mean, a, a big bone gentleman that's also a zombie. Now they're both in the garden. Yes, and not what they call their backyards. The garden. Oh, is that what they call the backyard? Yeah. So Brits call the backyard. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it, it's just the, the backyard's a garden, even yeah. if there's nothing exactly quote unquote planted. No, nothing growing back there. The backyard's a garden. I didn't know that when I watched this movie, and I'm like, why the fuck do they keep calling it the garden? I learned that later because, like you said, this was kind of my introduction to British humor. Now I've watched a thousand British movies, and now I've realized backyard is a garden. Huh. I mean, flat. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because this is the flat. They're in the flat. Yeah, not a house. A flat. Which, Sean works at a retail place, like a regular Joe Schmo, like Best Buy almost. Yeah, like would a British say? Radio Shack. Okay, yeah, yeah, British Radio Shack. If you don't know what Radio Shack is, you're young. But but, but, but sure. Best Buy. Almost yeah, like we'll a call it a Best Buy. Best Buy, yeah. A British Best Buy. Ed doesn't work, and then Pete does something in an office. Yeah, we don't even know. Here's my complaint with Hollywood and this is you could say that this is oh here's the the groom the, the groom. dead groom he's got an arm off um yeah which apparently what they they did I, I was watching the commentary is which you know now you listen to ours is uh this guy actually has no arm so they would oh really they hired a lot of these zombies that are missing appendages or just oh wow people who amputees amputees or whatever so wow. they could you know get it right so they wouldn't have to like hide yeah. an arm. They just show him with an arm initially, I guess. Huh? Because he was behind him in the shop earlier when before the the next day, yeah. earlier day for the apocalypse. They keep it kind of where he's in the background there, so you can't really tell that he has a prosthetic or whatever. That's interesting. Yeah. Now Ed just blasted his brain open and uh, killed the groom zombie, and now they realize that that's how you do it. Yes, destroy the brain as they're breaking through the, I guess, doors. From the garden, but anyway, my point is, is TV movies is you could be making a dollar seventy five an hour, and the whole show will be like how broke they are, or how whatever, and then what cracks me up is the fact that they're in these apartments or houses that are like, how the fuck do you afford that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they have like a full house in London, and I mean, as everybody knows, living in a city, yes. just an apartment is expensive. And now they're they're oh this okay so now the reality of what it's really going to be like for most people when they experience the zombies in the apocalypse they are throwing kitchen items at the uh, at the two zombies that are slowly walking towards them because they're 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 just normal people they're totally unprepared and here he throws a record he throws a record and it has a very slight effect. So now they think, yes, throw let's more throw records. albums at them, which is a terrible idea. I, but I love this part where. Instead of just like he, they're going through the records, yeah. Like what about this one? No, no. Yes, <laughs> throw it. I love it. Yeah, he's asking him. Ed's asking him about the albums, and he's like, "Liz gave that to me." 
And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then he, Batman soundtrack, throw it. Throw it. <laughs> Sade. I like, Sade, <laughs> keep it. Sade, I like it. Like that, I like it. <laughs> oh, no, here's Sade. Oh, he's got that, that for me. That's the one Liz gave to him. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. So now he's like, fuck it, and he's going to break into the shed. Yes, I love it. Yeah, he just breaks through the shed. Oh, it's originally he's like, shed's locked. Why is it locked? It's always been locked. <laughs> Probably because it's the landlords. Oh, here it is. The cricket bat. <laughs> One of the best zombie weapons of all times, the cricket bat. They, and, and I like this. I don't know if you've ever played the video game Left 4 Dead. It's a zombie game. No, I haven't. But Left 4 Dead 2, which is a sequel. Well, I think they only made two. But one of the M, like I guess impact weapons, non-firearm related weapon that you can use is a uh, cricket bat. Nice. So I, I guarantee, because it's a zombie game. It came from this. Yeah, it came from this. So they just show them smashing the heads of the two zombies that were in the garden. And it's, uh, again, they just do a good job of showing the reality of it. They they just get these blunt weapons. And the faces that they're making while they're smashing these heads are not like some tough guy face. They're like, Ugh. They're kind of, they're disturbed by it. But they're still doing it. And now they've re- they've realized from the uh, TV again. They've been watching the news that Pete is probably infected. infected. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say infected. I I will say that's what I like about this show, or this movie. There's a few things that that points kind of ag- well to make it. If you take, you can't take it too serious. But I will say that I like the way that they attempted to not be serious, and they're like two normal guys or normal people all of a sudden thrust into an apocalypse. Like you don't have, you know, Rick and Carl running around yeah. just badass shooting them, which right. I don't watch the show anymore. And that's my other thing. Like Michonne with the samurai sword, which I'm not saying you can't have a badass person or woman with the samurai sword, you know, so don't get mad at me. But what I am saying is I believe from when I was watching it, I don't watch it anymore, is that she was not practicing swordery or sword craft, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> prior to the apocalypse. Bushido. Bushido. But then because of necessity, which I will grant you, she figured out how to use a sword. Sure. When does one just all of a sudden learn to, I mean, just pick up a sword and she's just naturally gifted And not it? swing it around wildly. Yeah, naturally. With, with no real talent, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because a normal person that just picks up a sword is just going to hack at something. Just hack, hack, hack. No, she has, like, actual, like, technique. Well, because she trains in it. The actress is trained in it to do it, and then now she does it on the TV show, which is fine. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like you just never, ever using a sword, and then picking one up and be like, I'm going to be, you know, the greatest in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I like the true samurai all of a sudden. I like this. Um, making a plan. Making the plan. All right, gay. I <laughs> love that part. <laughs> I also love where, oh, yeah, I want to be safe. I want to go where I can smoke. I want to know where the exits are. Okay, new plan. New plan. Take, Take the car. car. Go to mom. Go around mom's. Kill Philip. Kill Phil. Sorry, Phil. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> and I love how the mom's just all, like, yeah, happy with happy. it. Pick up Liz. Come back here. Come back here. Enjoy a pint of tea. A spot of tea. Perfect. No, no, no. This isn't exactly safe, and look at the state of it. Right. <laughs> like I said, I could 
Oh, I love this movie. The movie. Again, we're, we're telling you. And then you. now for the best plan. We're safe. Like it's familiar. Where can we smoke? And now they have the realization. <gasps> they will have together. And then like, Take our go mums. Kill Phil. Sorry, Phil. Sorry. Get Liz. Get, go to, to the, the Winchester. Winchester have a nice cold pint and wait for this to all blow over. <laughs> How's that for a slice of flying gold? gold. Yeah, boy. yeah, boy. Love this movie. <laughs> Now the TV news guy's telling them not to leave their houses. Yeah. Do you always listen to everything you hear on the TV? Or always believe everything you hear on the TV? Love it. Mm. Oh, and I also like the fact he's like, uh, you see any zombies out there? What? Don't say the Z word. Don't say that. The Z word. It's ridiculous. Well, are there? No. (laughs) No. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yep. There they are. But one of my complaints is, and it'll it'll keep popping up, and I'll keep harping on, I guess, is that I understand it's a comedy, it's a zom, com, zom rom com, zombity, yeah. But the way that Ed takes nothing serious, like, and I guess that that's at times that's what's so appealing about the character. But other times, if you get a little too worked up, you're like, why are you not taking any of this seriously? <laughs> like, that's just him. Like not even just a little bit. Even when he's dying. Yeah, even when he's dying, <laughs> he's like, "It's all right." Spoiler. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's all right. He's still wearing the same outfit from your ye- clothes from yesterday. Uh oh, Pete's in the shower. Pete. I'm and glad- I, I, I like this that they show that. I mean, Pete's standing in the shower naked. And he's just standing there. And it kind of. I mean, it, it's a tongue in cheek. Uh. Like an unsaid way of saying that up to that point, he's still functioning as normal. He's thinking, I'm sick. I feel like shit. I have a splitting headache, but I got to go to work. I'm getting in the shower. I'm going to start getting ready. He makes it that far, and then that's when he just totally zombies out when he gets in the shower. That's when he, he makes the switch. So now he's just standing there confused behind the curtain. So I guess, I'm guessing that when you zombie in this movie... So this world, that's based off this world, you don't die. Because if he were to die, his body would shut down and he would collapse, right? Yeah. Well, well, no, because... You die standing up? Because the mom, his mom, later, Uh another spoiler, again, if you haven't seen a movie from 2004, fuck, I don't know what to say. Uh, Later, when his mom dies... She lays down, dies, but then she stands back up once she comes back. Right. So she potentially re- she reanimates. Right. So potentially P could have like collapsed in the shower and then came to well, not came to, but switched over and then stood up and now he's just standing there like, now what do I do? I All right. They're driving, they just showed a bunch of the zombies, they show a body bag and an ambulance moving around. There's Ed, not taking anything serious. Yeah. I, I like the spot on the back of the his head. The shaved spot. He shaved the spot on the back of his head. No, you know what that's from. Oh. That was a big thing back in around this time period, actually, where you would you would get clippers and you would go up and just buzz a chunk out of your friend's hair while they sleep. Like if you get drunk and pass out. It's something we did in college. Oh, really? Yeah. If you get drunk and pass out on the couch Just a little spot. You just take one chunk out of their head. Just... Yep, just down to the scalp. And by the time they wake up from you doing it, it's too late. It's already done. You don't have time to shave their whole head, but you have time to take a chunk out. Oh, yeah, we used to do that. That's why when I saw that, I'm like, it's a fucking classic. Oh, see, I never, I never knew anything about that. I guess it tells you what I, I know. 
You went to a boring college. <laughs> Potentially, yes. Potentially, yes. <laughs> ooh, ooh, the jag. Phil's got a jaguar. Like I, he's like, ooh, I'll just, uh, I'll stay in the car. Yeah, uh, I'll honk three times if there's a <laughs> there's a problem. He already was planning on crashing that car. It's hilarious. Oh, so funny. Uh, and I love the whole his the way he acts about Sean's mom. She's like butter. She's like butter. Yeah. Oh, and you you did notice that in all the uh, the plan making, like there's Sean with Liz, and then there's Ed with Sean's mom. Yeah. Like yeah. almost, <laughs> like they're hand in hand skipping out of Liz's uh-huh. place or whatever. <laughs> now this is a nice little neighborhood. Yeah. This must be in the suburbs of London. Because they're in London, right? I mean, yeah. I, Okay. Yeah, they say somewhere in here that they're in London. Oh, I know when it was. It's when he, in a little bit here, he's asking who has a car, and douchebag David goes, I don't see any point of owning a car in London. Oh, okay. Does he, I can remember if he said London or not. I know he says, I don't see the point of owning a car, but. It says in London. Yeah. In London. <clears throat> you know what actually turned me on to this movie? Like, I had never heard of it. I had never, like, saw that it was out as I was w- watching another movie. And the previews came on for this movie, like this. And I, you know, fan of zombie movies and stuff like that. And then this preview came on. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> this looks like it might be good. Yeah, I don't even remember how I came across this movie. I couldn't even tell you. And I couldn't find it anywhere to rent. Like there was no place that was like at like renting it because I don't think it wasn't in 2004 when it came out. It was years later. I think is when I came across it. And so I'm like, well, fuck. So I bought it. You just like, straight I just bought straight it. up bought it. <laughs> I just best took... blind purchase you ever yes, made. Best blind purchase. <laughs> so now they're at his mom's house, and Philip is sitting there, half out of it because he's been bit. Yes, his arms bandaged up because he got... need to go to the doctor. I ran it under a cold tap. Yes, that's such an old person thing to say. Do something to yourself, just run it under a cold tap. So maybe it's common not to get not to go to the doctor after getting bit by some stranger. I guess. Maybe that's British sensibility. Yeah, in England, I guess it is. Um, so now they're having a discussion about leaving and maybe leaving Phil. She's making tea. This you want is, sugar? This, this is the best. Do you want sugar? I haven't drank sugar in my tea since 1982. Oh, I guess is that a, uh, again? I don't know British culture. Apparently, not having sugar in your tea does that make you a man? I don't know. I don't drink anything in my coffee, so I think tea would be like drinking water. Basically, I don't see why you would need anything in tea. Yeah, but I think. Well, okay, fair enough. But I do believe, and this is—I could be wrong. This could be bro science. That tea has more caffeine in it than coffee. Oh shit! Oh, I believe that's true. I didn't know that. Shit, I'm going to have to switch over to tea. It's the only reason I drink coffee. Now you might want to look into that. I don't like the bitter-ass taste of black coffee, but... I like bitter coffee. I don't I like bitter coffee. I don't know why. I just, I got to, you know, like Starbucks and stuff like that. Even though... Like the strong stuff? I do like the strong stuff. stuff. Even though, you know, Starbucks does some things I don't like, but, you know... The foo-foo stuff? Well, no. Well, the foo-foo stuff's not for me. Nah. But... (laughs) 
I mean, hey, listen, I ain't mad at anybody for trying to make a buck. And if Starbucks has figured out they can sell foo-foo stuff with, you know, whipped cream on top. They definitely figured it out. Holy shit. Yes. I thought you were supposed to kill Philip. Yeah, yeah, he can't bring himself to kill. Oh, yeah. Because his mom came in. If she wouldn't have came in, he would have done it. I don't know. You think so? Well, no, because he thought that's right, because he's not fully dead yet. He's still... He's still alive, just sick. So, no, I don't think he would have. I think he can only kill, which, I mean, realistically, <laughs> especially in this apocalypse, because in this apocalypse, it's a, uh-oh, Philip's getting his neck oh, ripped out. Neck. So now he's really oh. fucked. Now he's really fucked. These little fucking punk ass, that would be the worst, to die at the hands or mouth of one of these little shitbag loser hoodie people you know they're hoodie people because this is 2004 but what will be worse is we'll, we'll translate this into modern day fucking hipster zombies oh, God. i think we've established we dislike hipsters yeah um we're not hipster guys yeah um to have a fucking skinny jean with those freaking uh you know uh Hat on, not a hat, but the stocking cap on top. Hipster wearing motherfuckers, zombies, be the one that that kills you. Yeah, that exactly. would be the fucking worst. Exactly, just as an insult. Yeah, my luck. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be visiting like fucking Seattle when the zombie apocalypse happens, and I'll be like, I'm just gonna go jump in the sound and drown myself. Yes, fuck you. <clears throat> oh, they're pulling up the Liz's. I'm not going to be eaten by a fucking employee of Amazon. No. Or whatever other. There's so many. That's You know that Seattle's becoming like a fucking second Silicon Valley. Really? Yeah. All those big companies are moving their stuff there. I don't know if Google is there, but I know Amazon's there and a couple of the big like uh, online shopping places similar to that. And this is great. I like yeah, he runs through he the just year. Runs through like nothing. Just I like cricket the part, bat and, and it's already left and right. It, it already happened, but I love when he first gets out and he spins the cricket bat almost like a lightsaber. Yep, like yep. he like spins it and then he comes up and he cracks everybody. <laughs> and now he's standing. See, here's his transformation. Yeah, he's standing here. He realizes there's a bunch of zombies behind him. And before, oh, when he went to Liz's apartment before when she broke up with him. They weren't letting him in. He's like, do you want me to climb up to the window? I'll do it. He threatened. He couldn't do it. And then he couldn't do it. You hear him come back to the phone, like, all panting. This time, fucking like a boss, just climbs right up. And they're just staring at the window, and there comes Cricket Bat. Yep. Bloody Cricket Bat. Bloody. Please let me in. (laughs) I've come to get you. Everyone's just staring at him. And there's there's old douche David. He's such a pussy. Yes. He personifies coward, especially by what he does later. He can't take a fucking punch in the face. Just kill yourself, please. Fair enough. Good God. Yeah, but he's but he's not that character. He's he's the the he, you know what he he is as far as I'm concerned, he to me is the douchey beta male social justice warrior. He's like the beginning of that type of character. You're absolutely right. I like beta male. It's, it's he he's not a, a a man in the alpha sense. And I'm not saying you have to. You know, everyone has to be like a super alpha all the time. But he's that. Oh, I'll be your I'll be your friend. I'll be your you know. I'll take up your cause. I'll be your whatever. Mm-hmm. And then use that because you think that's how you're gonna get 
to a woman, so to speak, instead of just being a man. Yeah. Because, I mean, even right here, like, you know, he's following what Liz wants to do. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere if Liz doesn't. Come on. Yeah. You're not even subservient to the to a woman that you're not even with. Exactly. I understand being subservient to a woman, but. I mean, we've established. <laughs> there better be. Pussy's pussy. Yeah, there you better know. be something else going on there. If it's somebody you're not even with, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the whole crux of it is he's secretly in love with Liz. Right. But to pine after all these years while she dates somebody else and then date another girl. Yeah, he's just weird. We're going to the Winchester. You know what he personifies to me? The liberal. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that goes without saying. Yeah. It Beta male, <laughs> social justice warrior. That this, goes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, this is so great. Watch this whole scene. They all have weapons in their hand because he told them what to get. Not any of them use their weapon a single time. They just run behind Sean while he takes everyone out. And he's got a fucking umbrella. That's that, I was about to say, that's a kill. It cracks me up. He's got an umbrella. Yeah, what are you going to do with that? She, the die girl, actually probably has the best other weapon. She's got a big giant log. I don't know where the hell she got uh, that. Now, Liz had some type of, um, it looked like almost not quite a golf club, but thicker. What are those? That's used for something. It's not, is it a... Uh, Not polo. Do they use that for like the? There's another sport that's similar to polo on a horse, but you're not on horse. You're actually on foot. Oh, and it's not it, the one with the basket thing that you throw. Oh yeah, like, I was gonna say lacrosse. Lacrosse. It's not lacrosse, but you literally you play it like polo, but you run the whole time. And I think that's the the implement that she had. And I don't. It might just be called fucking some other type of polo. I ground don't know. polo ground stick person human polo instead of horses. <laughs> Or I could be totally wrong. Well, you know. Now, Phil, they're all packed into the Jag, and Phil is uh, fading quick. He's not my dad. And they have their little stepdad, son, heart-to-heart here, where Phil's telling them that he just wanted to be a good figure, a good father figure to him, even though his father had died when he was 12 i think he says he like comes 12, phil says yeah. he comes around when sean was 12 so obviously sean's biological father had died sometime before that we kind of didn't really touch on the fact that there's some uh friction between sean his mom and phil she's been married to phil for 17 years and sean's just never accepted him as a stepdad <clears throat> well i i would assume that you know 12 your dad dies and then yeah. or or you know and then this new guy steps in it's not easy for everybody no, no that's going to be a difficult situation so so anyway more more uh reality of um and and I'll, i will say this the thing i like about this again being a little more realistic is like in this case you know he couldn't even though he knew philip was bitten the first time before they go out into the parking lot or yeah in the driveway and he gets bitten the second time um he couldn't kill him you know i i think that it's good to show that people aren't going to be like ruthless from day one like i think mm-hmm. and i guess you could argue like with the walking dead it seemed like there were t- too many people were too quick to be ruthless 
Um, or maybe I'm misremembering. Actually, now Rick I, wasn't. I, I actually I disagree. In the beginning, it was uh, it was only Shane that was ruthless, and everybody gave him so much shit about being as in my opinion, realistic as he was. And I was on board with Shane from day one because I'm like, no, this dude has it figured out. Everybody else is being a bunch of pussies. They don't want to, they want to spare people and not do this and not do that. And then there was a big uproar when Shane shot the one dude in the leg when they were running away from the zombies and they were both injured. Nobody knew that. And he shot him. He's, I'm saying the viewers, oh, the viewers. The viewers did. No, the viewers are in a big uproar about how he lived, like basically just murdered him. And I'm like, uh, fucking absolutely. It, so three people die, and I'm, we're not talking about Sean right now, I'm sorry. Either three people die or one person dies in that scenario. It's either the fat dude dies, Shane dies because he's not going to get away either. They're both injured. And then Coral dies because he doesn't get the medication back to him. Which in now in hindsight, now that we're this far along, I wish Shane would have just not done it and they all three would have died because I can't stand Coral anymore Coral. and I want him to die at any moment. Mm. But it was either three people die or one, and Shane made the right decision. Anyway, so no, everybody was kind of soft in the beginning of Walking Dead, which is how it is here, like you were saying. But I think I think that's I think that's more um, realistic because, and here's what I'm saying: we as viewers of this movie, or we as viewers of the Walking Dead TV show, can all say, "Up, oh, zombie apocalypse, far, start murking motherfuckers." I'm going to be hardcore. I'm going to be this, but right. in reality. You don't know. You don't have all the answers. You're not mm-hmm. 100% sure. So are you going to be a psychopath and just be like, oh, it's a zombie apocalypse. All right, too bad. Oh, oh you got a scratch. Sorry, boom. Oh, you got the, oh, boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got bit three seconds ago. Sorry, you got to go. Boom. I'm not yes. going to even wait to see you change. Now they're running into the other group with Yvonne and her group, which is hilarious because they are the mirror image. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I love. They're the mirror image. Like, that's my boyfriend. Yeah. Or if he's a fiance. And then, you know, my flatmates, my mom. And then I think the, the Ed, cousin. The cousin looks like and they Ed. all look, I mean, they're just, yeah. Like, dressed almost exact mirror images. Oh, but they still have so their funny. weapons. They still have. Yeah, because they're much more. Uh, Obviously, they're they're showing that Yvonne is a much better leader than Sean and has her shit together way better than he does. And she's able to maintain a group with, you know, they keep their weapons, they stay together, even though they're both walking in the same area and they're on foot. But anyway, um, back to, like, the reality of it, if you get stuck in the situation. Yeah, people can say, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to fucking take this gun and that gun or I'm going to be a hard ass. Are you really, though? Have you killed before? And if you have, how many times have you killed before? If we have a soldier listening to this, yes, unfortunately, they've probably had to kill. Yes. But even a soldier is not going to just automatically start murdering Americans because they got bit on the arm without all the information coming in, without knowing that this might just be a virus that's going to pass by. That's It's just simply not going to happen. And if you are the person to do that, sorry, I'm all about, I mean, the show's about survival and the apocalypse, and we're all about survival, but... If you're just going to automatically go start killing everybody you see that got bit, you're a psychopath. I mean, especially first right away. I mean, if you're talking months, years into this thing, okay, you know. I mean, yeah, sure. But but yeah, that's which is where it's at in The Walking Dead. Yes. In The Walking Dead, they don't hesitate. Somebody is going to turn into a zombie. They just go ahead and kill or amputate it real quick or whatever. Yeah, if they can do that. So now Sean's mom is missing. He jumps over the fence. 
on the trampoline. This this also this part kind of cracked me up too is because the mom has seen Philip bitten twice. The second time right in front of her gets his throat ripped out. She sees him kind of change. Ed's been mowing over zombies in the street, so she knows that things aren't quite right. Mm-hmm. Yet there's this zombie guy and his PJs in the house, and either she opens the door, it's never just, it's never shown, or uh, the zombie guy can open the door, and she just stands there. Yeah. Like, she's like, at what point does she say, this is, uh, this ain't right. And now Sean's fighting the uh, zombie with the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's over the head with the fucking <laughs> tennis ball and he's like it doesn't work and the girl's like, like stab, stab him stab, he's like stab. oh <laughs> and he fucking runs him into a tree and like nice. ooh uh, this also cracks you up where you got David and Ed just standing yeah, back just, like you're in control you're doing alright I didn't want to cramp your style and I can see David being like a pussy and just standing there not helping but Ed's already Killed a bunch of them. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't jump in. Well, David's a pussy for two. Would be a pussy for two reasons. One, he's he's portrayed as just a, like we said, beta male pussy. And two, if something happens to Sean, uh, you know, the whole Liz factor. Yeah, then he gets to. So he thinks he gets to assume that role. Yes. Well, he's hoping. Yeah. So I mean, you at least want to, you know, eliminate. <laughs> The competition. So Sean just looks over the fence to see if it's all clear. Oh. He comes down. Is it all clear? No. So there's there how many of them? Lots. <laughs> uh, so now their next plan is one that has been carried out in zombie movies and shows before. It has? Yeah. What they're about to do right now, they do in Walking Dead. No, 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 I know a much more extreme version of it, which in reality, the one in Walking Dead is probably much more accurate. But I guess we're not there yet, but we already know we know it's going to happen. So we'll talk while they're doing it. They're using Die, who is an actor, to, and they're all going to try to act like zombies and walk through this horde of them and try to go undetected because they're acting like zombies. I thought it was a, I thought it was an original concept, kind of funny because they're just they're not. We'll go over to The Walking Dead here in a second, but they're not just, like, covering themselves. They're, like, <laughs> like walking with their hands contorted real slow, <laughs> yeah. like a zombie, so the zombies will ignore them. Which then, maybe, if the zombies are attracted to, which they kind of hit on, sound and quick motion and, sure. and lights, which that does come up later, yeah. you know, then, okay, maybe it would work. Whereas The Walking Dead has decided that if you kill a zombie... And rip the guts out and blood and smear it all over yourself that they won't smell you, I guess. Right. They, yeah, it's more of a scent. It's a, it seems to be just, obviously they, they sound. Smell living flesh over dead flesh. Yes, because they don't eat anything dead. Right. Because um, they'll lose interest in something if it's been dead for too long. Right. Uh, so smell, sound, because they'll hear gunshots and move that way. And I guess sight, because they can see, but their yeah, movement. Because that the fear of the Walking Dead, which I also stopped watching, but I did watch for a while, especially once I think I covered that once Travis was gone, I was gone. I just I just liked the Travis character. Yeah, and then, uh, spoiler went for me, I was going to start watching it again, but no, you weren't. Probably not. Actually, <laughs> I just yeah, I've got three seasons DVR. If I'm not going to watch it now, I guess I'm not going to. <laughs> I have half of last season of The Walking Dead on the DVR yeah. that I haven't touched. And I know there's a new season out. I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm done. 
obviously. But uh, they like to cover themselves in the yeah. fucking shit all the time. Yeah, the one skinny kid always Which, rubs smears So obviously him. him walking like a normal person doesn't affect bring the zombies in. Him making noise, they apparently don't give two fucks. As long as he doesn't smell like a living thing, he gets left alone. Yeah. So I don't know. He could fucking technically just run around all the time covered in that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's yeah. safe. It's kind of gross, but yeah. But and then he, again, it worked for Michonne. Yeah, she, that's true. She cut she the, she, the two walker, armless, jawless walkers, and they were camouflage. Yeah. Which, that was the coolest camouflage of the whole show. It was a cool idea. Yeah, it was. So now Ed is, they're trying to get into the Winchester, but it's locked, and Ed takes a phone call, and now they're having a little spat. They're having a lover's quarrel. Yes. They try the lovers, the love triangle. And again, what makes a character great for this movie, but is also mildly annoying, if you take the movie seriously, like it's a zombie apocalypse. If you take it seriously, it's like, how can he not take this shit serious? Yeah. Like he's taking phone calls and acting like a goof. And (laughs) And now all the zombies are looking at him. And then and he's trying to tell him that there's an entrance out back, and fucking dumbass David throws a garbage can through the window. So now the secure location is not secure anymore. Not that it really was a glass windows anyway. That's what, that, I was thinking that when they were talking about it's a big heavy doors and the shut in. I mean, if this place would have had like you see some shops you know, like in in cities, sometimes the inner the little rougher neighborhoods have like the metal shutters that roll down yeah. and the bars on the windows and that type of stuff. That would be, in my opinion, an ideal, like like shops, like even the front door has one of those metal grates that pull down, right? And and it's all blocked off. Now that a place like that would be a great place to yeah. shut in. Kind of almost makes you want to drive around and look when you're in town and stuff, and see if there's anything like that to know where to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't either. Paid attention. No jewelry store, maybe. Maybe some jewelry stores will have those metal shutters. I mean, shit. You generally see it in your big cities, yeah. Your neighborhoods that are a little right, where they got a little the, rougher than the other ones, like a steel rolling garage door in the front, and sometimes yes. that's all it'll be because they just have that one storefront. It'll just be that roller door that comes down and covers the whole storefront. Yeah, that would be perfect. Or heck, even I've seen the ones where it's just almost like a wrought iron gate. That collapses on both sides. They pull it together oh, yeah. and lock it. Yeah, because I think if you, I think if you use that, it would protect the front of the sh- shop. Because they, they, um, well, you ever saw it, and I'm sure you could YouTube it or whatever, Google it. If uh, MythBusters, which I know we love that show, they did a zombie special. If you ever saw it, I don't think I have. Yeah, and they did kind of went over like some of the zombie. I guess I don't know if it's their way. To, they're saying how they they would survive. It wasn't they were trying to survive the zombie apocalypse, but they were doing stuff like um, they had a they found a they had an old barn, and they tested the idea that if you had a group of like fifty zombies and they're pushing on the door, oh. could they bash the door in? Something I've actually always wondered: how much just pure weight would it take in bodies, even if they're not aware enough to like push with strength how many right. just bodies does it take pushing against it yeah so what are they like what, what they did is um the one host the red-haired guy adam yeah he put on some type of vest so he couldn't get crushed 
and then maybe a few other people, and they all kind of just leaned against the door and mass and kind of pushed that way. And if it was an old rickety door, it collapsed. But if it was uh, semi-reinforced, and I don't mean they just took wood and just reinforced the joints and like put a piece of wood across it, like a like a like a bar almost. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they couldn't push through. Hmm. So the weight doesn't translate the way they you think it would. Hmm. So basically, you just need to reinforce your doors, and they they reinforced the hinges. So they were strong quality hinges. I don't think they didn't go like above and beyond. Like just wood, and then they took like a uh, a sticker than a two by four, but just laid it across the door. Yeah, I forget what that's called when you do that. Yeah, like barring the door. I don't yeah. know if that's the right way to turn, but they just barred the door, and you couldn't push through. Huh. <clears throat> so, the- oh, he's back. <laughs> Sean's back. So Sean led all the zombies away so that they could go in the Winchester without the zombies getting in, and then he gave them the slip. They're not all that. They're not all that. <laughs> And uh, came back in the back door. So now he's back and he's kind of getting the the uh, information on how everything's going. And for a moment there, David was trying to take control while Sean was gone, saying, well, maybe I should be in control. And just kept speaking disparagingly about Sean until Sean shows up and now he's back in control. But you notice he didn't try to take control. This wasn't a... Um, uh I guess you go back to Walking Dead. This wasn't a Rick Shane type of thing, right? Where they're both men. Yeah, you could argue. You could argue about their styles of doing things, but they're you know both cops, so obviously yeah, men. Definitely both alphas. Both alphas, and they had different ideas on how to do things. You you could argue Rick had a morality about it that Shane didn't early on, um, but this was Sean being take charge ish for the most part, manly. And David being the more of a whiny little bitch, is, like yeah. what we do now. That's exactly yeah. it. He's you a know. whiny little bitch. And so. I, I will give them credit because usually, when you have a zombie movie and you want someone to get eaten by a zombie, it's because they're a, a bad person, like they're evil. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this case, you, he's not evil. I don't think he's. You know, what I'm you know, he hasn't killed anybody and he doesn't do evil things like attack people but you know but i want him to die even yes i want him to die more than an evil person i want him to die more than i wanted the governor to die there you go like the governor you want him to die yeah or like negan if you want him to die i did watch part of season seven but if you wanted him to die because he's an evil person or at least he was a man right see i actually understand or understood the governor i liked the governor's character i got him he was, he's trying to build his community, albeit he's an aggressive style of, of I mean, really, psychopath. really a dictator yeah. and a little psychopath and, uh, you know, keeping his daughter and all that other stuff. He just couldn't let go. I'm not, I don't totally not get that. Everybody was sh- very shocked by, oh my God, he's keeping his daughter as a zombie. Yeah, it's weird, but I get it. He couldn't let go. He's lost everything and he, he just couldn't let go, even though she was dead and rotting she was still someone animated not her not his actual daughter but he couldn't let go of that idea and at the same time he's trying to build his little town there and you have a threat of this other group and he's going to take out the threat i never i didn't i never hated the uh the governor i just i hated him because he was a bad guy but i get 
I liked, I will say this early on, and maybe they still do it, but I just can't get into it anymore. But I just, I, he's a psycho and all that, but I, I got, they did a good job of instead of just someone being, you know, rolling in with like the, the handlebar mustache, twirling mustache, like, I must kill you all. Why? Because. Just because. Just because. Like, the just the faceless, no information, evil person. Yeah. At least in this case, they, I guess, gave you reasons to be like, all right, I wouldn't do that, but I, I see where you're coming from. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they gave him a backstory that you could sympathize with yes like the 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 daughter you know he can't kill her because that's his daughter maybe like herschel in season two they're sick there's a cure you know what i mean Mm -hmm. maybe that's what he's thinking or he's hoping or whatever so i get it yeah so sean goes in the back they realize the electricity's still on he goes in the back and turns on a few of the breakers and realizes that the zombie horde did in fact follow him and they're yes. all waiting at the back door. So he turns on a couple of the breakers to give them a little bit of electricity. And then of course, Ed, the oblivious, I don't care about anything. Fires up a juke or the fires up some fucking weird British game constant or like I don't even know what it is. It almost looks like a little gambling game. It is a gambling game. Yeah. And it's very loud with all of its bells and whistles, and it alerts all of the zombies. So now the whole Winchester is surrounded. Which he was playing at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. When they were first starting, and him and, and Sean and Liz were having the conversation. Cock it. So now they're going to. With pool cues. Kill John, the bar, o- bar owner, with pool cues. Yes. <laughs> and I, I I know it's meant to be humorous, but like sometimes it's a little bit like, is it like ineptitude that they're smacking him when they can't, you know what I mean? Yeah, they can't, they, they're getting zero reaction out of them and they just keep doing the same thing. And Davs can't even figure out how to turn off a fucking jukebox. He's supposed to kill the queen. Kill the queen? <laughs> what? The jukebox. Because Queen's playing on the jukebox, right. obviously. And now he's flickering every single light in the entire outside of the bar and inside of the bar with the uh, breaker panel. Yes. In time idiot. with the music, too. Don't forget they yeah. did do in time with the music. <laughs> well, As they, they break come. through the the back door. and Here's the wife. The trophy wife's coming out of the apartment, and it is going to shit. The trophy wife? That's what they call her earlier. Did they? Yeah, when uh, when Ed's talking about talking about the rich characters, he's like John. You know, he's a mafia connected crime boss. He's got the trophy wife and the tattooed knuckles and the Winchester above the bar. To which Sean says, "It doesn't work. Firing pins removed. It's deactivated. It's deactivated." But dogs can look up. <laughs> now Diane's and now darts he, and catches he takes a it dart in the head. Decided right that it's the best. Well, he throws the dart, and then he's like, "No!" And then it hits him. It hits the John, the bartender, the dead bartender, in the arm. He's like, "Yes!" And then she hits him in the head, <laughs> and he sticks his head in the jukebox. Yeah. So Ed throws him the Winchester rifle from over the bar, and he uses it as a blunt weapon, and to push John into the jukebox. Now he's saying, "I'm telling you, the gun is deactivated, and it fires." So. Now we have a weapon. I to- fucking told you as he goes. Yes. I fucking knew it. 
Okay. But dogs can still look up. He pulls a dart out of his head. And the squirting blood. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got shell. Now, here is my complaint. That's not a complaint. Here's why I, I would not want to be in a zombie apocalypse or most any apocalypse in London or England. Same reason 28 oh. days later Yep, is they have the, some of the strictest firearms laws mm-hmm. in the world. No guns. No guns. The fact that they found this Winchester over the bar that worked is, yeah, like extremely rare. Well, not only did it work, but then he also has the bar owner, they find a box of shells. Shells. Cartridges. Bullets. Don't call them cartridges. Call them shells. Oh, right. Shells. Yes. <laughs> And then they've got like what twenty, thirty bullets, maybe. Either twenty eight or twenty nine. Shells. I forget. And I will say that now, two things. One, they're semi realistic and unrealistic. Is semi unrealistic coming up? Is we're at right now? Is he knows how to load the gun? Like if you've never good point. worked a firearm before, like and this isn't just a yeah. A simple, you know, modern semi-automatic rifle or pistol where you put a box in, you mm-hmm. rack it, and you maybe a safety you go. I mean, you got to feed each individual yeah, shell in this, on the side. Right. This is like a Henry-style rifle. Lever action. Yeah, lever action rifle where the the uh, there's like a f- the feeding the feed feeding ramp, port. Feed port? Yeah, the feeding port is on the side that pushes them into the tube, the right. feed tube underneath. But still, loading it is not. You're right. That's not a common common knowledge thing if it was like a bolt action that's pretty obvious you open it up oh okay bullet goes in there you slide it in you pull it forward right and then he's got to cock it cock it cock it he cocks it and then boom now this i find realistic yeah first time he's ever shot a gun before and he can't hit shit yes whereas he's using it properly i mean he's using the sights and everything but yeah, I'm assuming that they're going to say because this is a this isn't Hollywood, but basically the same difference is they're equating it to he plays video games, shoot him up video games, so that gives him some type of shoot him up experience. Yeah, like he's he's probably expended what eight nine rounds. And yeah, about that. The very last one now, he actually shoots the zombies climbing in in the head. Yeah, he clipped a couple of them. He clip, well, he missed a couple times, and then he clip, Now, he is very short range, very up close. So, I mean, it's easier to hit, obviously, what you're closer to. Right. But, you know, misses and then starts to bring it in a little closer, clips the one in the neck, and then he just now he just clips somebody in the head. I love how they barricade the doors. They just take, like, stools and, and just pile them shove up. them up yeah, there and pile them up there. Don't try to, like, make it sturdy. So now... He's realizing that his mom's been bitten. They keep the handing the gun off. Like Sean hands it to Ed, and then Ed hands it to Diane, and then Diane hands it to F- David Dobbs. And you can see it uh, again. This is just the directing in it. You can see that when they put it into David's hands, he just he immediately realizes the power that he has just been given. And obviously, he's going to exploit it because he's a coward. But yes. he just he just looks at the gun. Almost admiringly, like he's just been given this scepter of power that he now, oh, now I'm in control. I fucking hate this guy. That's why it was so hard to watch him as a buddy. 
in that other movie because I hated him so thoroughly in this movie. Yeah, but he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, as an actor, that's that's exactly right. I actually think he he's a, a comedian too. I think he's a comedian, like a stand-up comedian too. Oh, really? Or something? Because if you can play the role that's supposed to make people hate you, and you do it this effectively, you're a good actor. Oh, now they're fighting over. Don't put your gun with my, put that gun at my mom. So here we go, a little Reservoir Dogs. Yes, I love this. Yes, I love this is this is not fair. So like, Ted hands her a, her a bottle, then he grabs a wine opener. So it's it's, it's everyone's got. It's, it's so funny. Oh, here, sorry. Let me give you a deadly weapon. So it's fair. Thank you. That's cracks you up. And then he, he goes back and grabs another one. How they just stand around and do this is just just cracks me up. Uh, and now they're having a very emotional conversation about David shooting Sean's mom because she's going to turn into a zombie, which is true and realistic. But at the same time, yeah, that would be difficult and emotional if it's your yes. mother. I mean, your mother, your spouse, if, I, you're, not, if you're not pissed off at him. Oh, um, that would be easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. That'd be real easy. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I would be. It'd be hard. I don't. I, have you ever considered that? No. I don't think. I well, I mean, yes. You think about it when you watch this movie. Sure. Like, man, that would be rough. Or I don't think I could shoot my mom. There's a lot of people that I could, but I don't think I could shoot my mom. And I, I think you know, back to I guess The Walking Dead, when Morgan can't shoot his his wife. Yeah. I mean that you could see where it'd be rough. Yeah. I know everyone be like, "Just she's a zombie killer." Yeah, well, but you know, come on, you're still looking at their face. You know who they used to be. That's it's your wife, the that mother of your child. Yeah. You know, not not ex wife. That would be like, "Yep, I got it, no problem." <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, even if you had an ex wife and it was fucking a terrible marriage, and it all fell apart, and you fucking hate their guts, you. St- I mean, you're still, you know. Unless you're a psychopath, you're not going to be like, ah, I'm going to go find her, him, fucking blow their face off. <laughs> I mean, who's going to do that? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Mum's back as a zombie. Mum's back. Zombie mum. Yeah, just shooting anybody that you know, I think, would be hard. It would be hard. Just because, you, you know, you're seeing them. But there would be the progression of it as well. In the beginning, it'd be hard to shoot anyone, yes. even a stranger, just because they, I mean, they look like a human. Yeah. Oh, and the other big thing, going back to what we were talking about a while ago, oh, now Sean has to shoot his own mom. Because now, when I'm it sorry, came down mom. to it, and David actually is going to have to do it, he hands the rifle off and says, no, you do it. Fucking pussy. Yes. So, uh, all right, here's here's the spark. Sean drops the rifle because obviously that was a very emotional thing. So he just drops the rifle, and now David has to open his can't, you can't, fucking. And here's another reason why he's like mouth. a fucking woman. You can't leave well enough alone. Like a woman would have to say something. Yeah, just shut up and be quiet for a minute. So David immediately picks up the rifle, points at him, and pulls the trigger. He was gonna fucking shoot him yeah, just he because was. he got punched in the mouth. Yep, he's such a. I'm leaving. Complete bitch pussy that he can't take a punch in the mouth. His reaction is to shoot the person that punched him. Oh, my God. I just, that, I just don't find the sense in that. I guess I've been punched too many times. Well, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know, you get into a scrap. Yeah, but dudes are, 
dudes, he's not a dude. No, he's biologically he is, but that's it. But dudes, most of the time, you have a beef with somebody, you get in a scrap. Nine times out of ten, you get up, shaking hands, and you've kind of you made a new friend almost. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Or if you're you were friends and you got and you're pissed off each other, you get in a scrap. You get up, you shake hands, and you're buddies again. Like yeah. it, it all get it got worked out. All the aggression. Even if you're not friends and you hate each other, you get in a fight, it's some type of resolution almost. Yes. And guys are like, all right, it's all done. Yeah. That's how. All right, we're good. Even if you, you know, we're not going to be friends, you're good. Yeah, absolutely. We're that's good. how men are. Once that, that is our resolution and we're done. And yep. at the end of it, that is it. It's over. It'll never be spoke about again because yeah. it's been resolved. Now Dave's getting great. dragged out by zombies. Yep, Dave's being dragged out the window. They're ripping his guts out. Like, this is so a great alive. scene. They did a great job with this. They did. Making it look like he was still alive, and they just retrained his guts and pulled his guts out. Mm. And then they, <laughs> then his arms are fine. And for whatever reason, his fucking legs just come <laughs> off because that would happen. <laughs> it wouldn't, but it's funny. And then I do love this. How she, Diane comes, she's swinging his leg. And she's saying, David, I'm coming for you. She just watched him have his head pulled off because after they pulled his legs off, the zombies literally pulled his head right off his body. And she grabs a leg and her response is to say, David, I'm coming for you. With his leg, he's dead. I, I will say that I, again, find it somewhat uh, realistic because yeah, it didn't quite sink in. Right. She hasn't processed it that she still I have his I leg. I'm you. clubbing zombies with his leg. But I'm going to go save him. Yes. But, but I'm going to go I'm save gonna him. rescue him. Yeah. Because even though he wants Liz. Yeah. She still loves him. I, I don't know why. Because she's she's just as attractive as Liz is. Yeah. She's an attractive lady. Oh, look who it is. Fuck a doodle do. And it's Pete, the roommate. Thank God we never got to had to see Pete's Pete. Right. Exactly. Uh. You know, his name's Pete in real life, too. Yes. Peter Serenafowitz or some, something. Serafinowitz. Serafinowitz. Okay. Oh, Pete's biting his arm. See, something I found interesting. I'm like, how in the fuck? When the first few times that I watched this, how the fuck did Pete just end up at the Winchester? When he's in the shower, Sean is talking to him, just like a nervous, like, like, uh, uh, when he's trying to leave the bathroom. He's like, so, um, we're going to go to the pub later. You can join us if you like, you know, just nervously. And then he leaves. So that shows that there's still a little bit of like cognitive process going on in these zombies. Cause I think he took Pete, even in the zombie state, like, heard that and thought we're going to the pub you can meet us there if you like and he wandered his way to the pub because as we've already shown the pub's not right next door it's you know they had to, well they usually walk. i don't know they i don't usually walk so i guess it's they not usually walk they yeah. walked home that they, one night yeah, when they, were yeah, drunk. they walked home that one night but still well i wonder if you'd have to know to go because there. they drove remember they drove to get yeah philip and then right. they drove to liz's they drove away from it and then, and then they were back. driving okay yeah back yeah. Now the bar, the bar's on fire. Yeah, they the, they're being completely overrun at this point. They lit the bar on fire with the holy spirits, <laughs> as Ed called them. And then the uh, these shells are cooking off. Yep. And do a much better job of killing the zombies than they ever did. <laughs> right. Which I think is also funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Now they're going down into the cellar. Yeah, this is their last. I'm sure, they call it something point else. Point of regress is to go into the cellar under the bar. Um. But, yeah, what we're talking about, another thing that would make it hard to shoot people in this is the fact that what if it is just a disease and they find a cure 
And this person next week can just get an injection and come back to who they were. But now I just blew their head off. That's that factors into your decision. Yeah. Killing. It should. Yeah, it should. Yeah. And then you also have the the uh, the moral conversation you have to have with yourself of, okay, well, if I kill these 10 people to, um, well, I guess if you're killing them to survive, it just comes down to just, it wouldn't matter if they're zombies or not. So, but still, if you get comfortable with killing people just because, oh, there's a zombie, he's 20 feet away, but I'm going to shoot him in the head just because I don't want to deal with them coming over here. And then they come up with the cure later. Do you feel like a murderer? You're like, God, I, I, I kind of just murdered all those people because they could have been saved. Mm, that's yeah. a good question. I don't know. I guess it would depend on it, de- it would depend on how the level, like how many zombies there are. I, I guess it would depend on this. If you are locked in a building, safe, you have food, water, shelter, you're, you're, you're barricaded in like the Winchester, but you actually... Like we talk, shutter the windows and shutter the door and there's food and water and you could survive for a week or two and you're safe for now. You're completely and totally as safe as can be. And then you went to an upstairs window or on the roof and started just picking off zombies for no other reason. Yeah. Then then I think you could you should have that kind of well, fuck. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, but if you're they're trying to kill you and they just killed your mom or they just killed your your friend or whatever, even even Dobbs, David, the douchebag, they killed him. But you could say this is, you know, I, I got to kill yeah. some to get through to say that's that would be different. That's just straight up self-defense. That'd be the same as you're walking down the street and, a, you know, a couple of dudes from a gang jump you and you get into a fight and one of them dies because, you know, you're defending yourself. I, I think you could be OK with that. Right. Yeah, I agree. If they're just out to kill you and you're just defending your life, then, yes, you can probably feel better and feel justified about it later but there's another thing too what if i mean i wonder if and and this is this is really reaching but i wonder if there'd be any type of like um enforcement done by the government slash law enforcement after the fact if there was a cure and people were being yeah they get cured and then they find out well okay there are people out there killing these zombies some of them albeit to save their lives but we heard about this one guy, Frank, that killed 47 zombies. Uh, and then, like, d- are we going to do anything about that? Can he really validate mm. that he was just trying to stay alive? Or was he just out so to kill zombies? So what you're is, is would you be heralded as a zombie slayer? Or a murderer. Or a murderer. And would there be charges that would come, like, afterwards from the government? If, if zombies were actually out there eating people like just eating them then i say no i don't think there'd be any charges hmm. but if it was just like an infection that'd be that'd be like the black death i guess the plague when it came around and you were just running around whacking people because they were sick i don't want to catch it yes <laughs> i killed them because i didn't want to catch it yeah so now they're in the they're in the cellar. They're locked in the cellar. We we didn't touch on the fact that Ed got bit when they were upstairs by uh, Pete, the prick roommate. Which, of course, the uh, the poetic irony of that. Um, and another zombie bit him. Now this is so now he's dying. I want to I want to point. He's dying. They leave him the rifle. Mm-hmm. They're gonna go up on the lift, uh, like the the load the kegs. Yeah, yeah. 
Which and is, yeah. basically, this is basically, you know, in a bigger sense, Sean is leaving Ed, like leaving him behind, mm-hmm. so- sorting shit out to then be with Liz. Yep. So he chose Liz over Ed. I know it's an allegory or whatever you want to call it. I want to tell you right now, and I want this to be recorded, that if it, it came between our friendship and a hot-ass blonde British babe like that, for I want you to rest assured that you're gone, motherfucker, <laughs> and that bitch is... I'm, <laughs> Go for it. I'm, I'm with you. We we agree on that. <laughs> You're out. S- sorry, man. You got to go. Frank? I don't know Frank. I don't know. Who are you talking about? <laughs> man, I'm not even bit. Why are you pointing that gun at me? I'm sorry. I got to go with the broad. Look at, look at her. Look at her. Uh, now, so the, they come up to the street and... The British Army shows yep, up. British military's there and they are laying down some... They're killing full, some full auto gunfire with three tactical lights on their guns. I love that. Yes. <laughs> and here's Yvonne with taking golf people club, out with their golf zombies. club. Now, my question is, do they have to, do the ladies have to be careful? Because the other British zombie movie we watched, the army got a little rapey. Is it not oh, enough time yeah, yet? Or? That's right. Here she goes saying in line again. Which so another she, thing. she said, well, at least someone made it. Yes, at least someone made it. Which brings up Sean another earlier. point. 28 days later. So you're talking, it's less than a month. Have you been without ass that short of a time that you got a rape? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's not like it's been like, I'm not, it's never right. But it's not like been three years later. Yeah, yeah, it's never right. But yeah, you're absolutely right. 28 days and they're already, can't take it anymore. Yeah, I'm going to kill no. myself. And they're in the military. If they've ever been deployed, they've gone longer than that. Were they raping the locals? I mean, holy shit. Those are some rapey assholes in that movie. No shit. So here we are. It's all blown over. And they're watching the news. And it was they're calling it Z-Day. They're six months on now. Six months on. Six months on. So they're six months past it. And uh, they're just calling it Z-Day. It was one day. Yes. So, yeah. this. Oh, there he is. There's Rafe Spall. Yes. Pushing the shopping cart. Pushing <laughs> the shopping cart. They're using them in the uh, service industry just to do... Menial tasks. Yeah, menial tasks. They got him doing... There's what you are talking about earlier. He's my husband. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. And they were on the talk show before, like, having marital problems. And now, same talk show, too, with that woman. I'm assuming that she's... A real British. A real British, yeah, like, I, I the, would, they used. Yeah, I would Like a so Maury too. Povich or, right. you know... They're Oprah. Yeah, because I think that news uh, anchor is a real news anchor over there, too. I'm sure. They probably threw you know, old things in there. So now he steps over her legs and sits down on the couch. And, and it's, in again, a repeated the, scene. Yes. But, yeah, now it's newly decorated. It's more cozy. You, you know what? Here's what I say, though. Look at this. that he He hasn't changed a thing about himself. Other than he moved in with his girlfriend. So basically, that's all she wanted was to move in with him. He could still be the same guy. Because, look, he's like, so he says, I'm going to pull Paul to the shed for a little bit. Or the guy, well, whatever. Yeah. says, he get, two seconds. Just two seconds so he can play video games with Ed. Yep. Because mm-hmm. he's walking in. Picks up the controller. You don't see anything yet. Yeah. Reaches for the remote. 
And Ed goes to bite Ed him. Says, Ed! He looks at him like, what the fuck? And Ed's like, all right, sorry. <laughs> Ed the zombie. Mm. How bad does he have to stink? He's still wearing the same clothes. All he's, bloody, he's rotting. rotting flesh, too. Ugh. And and directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah. So that was our compendium to go with the movie. Uh, don't know if you guys uh, enjoyed it. That was different, for it sure. It was different. We thought we'd just give it a shot, a little Halloween special so for now, you guys. We'll just do the other basics strengths that we have. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, strengths, they're undead. Yeah. They'll eat you. Yeah, basic zombie strengths. I mean, they don't. <laughs> They're slow. Yeah, what's what strengths do you, other than? Well, I guess the strengths would be that you know, like a normal person, you shoot them in the chest, you shoot them in the you know, whatever. They're gonna bleed out and die, and then they're they're done with. Or even if you don't, you shoot them in the stomach. You know, they may not die right away, but they're injured, and so they're out they'll, of the fight. They'll stop coming. Yes. Right. Where a zombie, you have to kill them and you can only be through destroying the brain remove the head or destroy the brain. yes remove the head <laughs> or destroy the brain so yeah there's that strength the other strength is the fact that they will just bite you and eat you there's that Whereas a normal human even if they want to harm you won't necessarily eat you they so, yeah. hopefully not yeah they kind of seem like they have a little bit of extra added strength in this too because I, I don't know because I've never tried it, but I don't think I could just reach into someone's stomach. I don't think I could just push right through their skin into their stomach and grab a handful of guts and pull them out. Nor do I think I could just rip their arm right off just by pulling on it. So maybe a little bit added strength. I've always wondered, yeah, how do zombies, like, rip? You know what I mean? I don't know. Because a person's kind of, I mean, we're tough or we're not tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's a matter of, like I said, what strengths do zombies really have? They have to give them something, or else they don't really just... have any strengths other than you can't kill them easily, right? And they're going to eat you, mm-hmm. and they're never going to stop coming unless you kill them. Yeah, they don't sleep. In every other way, we have physical and mental advantages over them. Yes. Um. So weaknesses, we just kind of touched on them. They're slow. S- Dumb. Yeah. If you could, dumb. if you One. could barricade yourself in something, they, they leave you alone. Yeah. Well, they might not leave you alone, but they're not going to get in. Right. They're not. They. They. They've. They've seemingly the general zombie, which I don't guess. I guess we don't have to talk about general. We can talk about the ones in this movie because that's what we're covering. These zombies have lost their problem-solving capabilities. So yeah, just barricading. Have they? In. How did Peter? Peter Serfinowitz. How did, how did find Pete, his way back? Well, he shut the bathroom door. He had to open the door. True. So they have to have a little bit of that. Yeah, like I was saying, I think some of it, like there's just a glint still there of maybe thought, but not obviously not. They don't think as quickly or as efficiently as a real human. So we have an advantage of being able to outthink them physically. Yeah, we can definitely outthink them. Yeah, physically, physically we're faster and than. And we can get away with them. We have the thought to pick up a weapon and use it. They don't pick up weapons and use them. They only use their hands and their teeth. Mm. We can pick up weapons and use weapons. So we have all those advantages over them. But for some reason, still, oh, I know, one of their biggest strengths, hoard. Oh, just hoard, yes. Just hoarding yes. up into masses. Uh, so 
yeah, any mass of humans is obviously a threat to a smaller group of humans. Yeah. I mean, you just put that into, like, wartime stuff. I mean, you're if you're in a platoon against a battalion, obviously the battalion has the advantage because they have so many more soldiers. If you had a, a yeah, a platoon, say six dudes with automatic weapons, and you're fighting 100 dudes with, or 200, 300 dudes, and they each have, you know, single-shot pistols that are slow to reload, you're still kind of fucked because, That's a good way to put it. you know what I mean? Eventually, the, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, you can outshoot them, but there's so many of them. All right. They, they're probably going to be able to get you Just before you can get of, them. Yeah, the, the sheer volume. Massive volley of rounds that are coming at you. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that would be definitely, I think, their strengths and weaknesses. What's uh, Then their survival basics. Oh. Air, water, food, shelter. Three minutes without air. Three days without water. Three weeks without food. Air, it appears not to be an airborne virus. So I guess we're okay. Yeah, it seems to be transferred by... Well, shit, they didn't really touch on it. Bite. It's, they had to get. Yeah, it seems mostly. The people that get it get bitten. Bit. Right. But we don't know how it started. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't know how it started. They don't cover, They don't get into that. Um, water. As long as you can find it, it seems As long as you fine. can find it. They don't hint at it came through the water supply like the crazies. True. Hey, um, the beer's still flowing. The beer's so still flowing. Got that. There's, and there's other. <laughs> At the end, there's plenty of kegs in the basement. That's right. So you keep going. <laughs> Save uh, the water, drink the beer. Food. Got piggy snacks and Got piggy snacks. Hog lumps. Food's good. Yeah. Uh, shelter. Since this lasts for you, you could argue this lasted two days. We'll even say two days. Sure. So this you could you could wait this from the out. onset of it until they finally until it blew over. Yeah, two days. Yeah, we'll say two days. So just you don't even need like a bunker. You don't need nice. it. You just need yeah. Again, the again, bunkers. a shop with those roll down doors, or even if your house had bars on the windows and you could barricade the front door really well. Hell, hell, you could even just you could you don't even need bars. You could just almost like we've, we've said it before, but like when you're weatherproofing or people weatherproof down in hurricane areas, plywood all the, the windows, mm-hmm. barricade the doors. You know what I mean? Sit there, hang out for a couple of days. Yeah. For two days, the majority of people out there have enough food in their house and water to last two days without yes. even being prepared, without even having advanced preparedness. Just like, oh, shit, what's going on? Oh, my God, we're going to have to stay here, lock the doors, be real quiet. In reality, if you're not in a city setting, which the baseline of this movie is a city setting, but let's say you're not. Let's say you're a little bit more out in a suburb or even kind of rural. You probably don't have to barricade. Just yeah. turn the lights off and be quiet. Yeah. Don't attract zombies. You know, go into an area of the house that's towards the middle or the basement so that the light is not getting to the outside and just be quiet and hang out. You know? And well, you I got wonder two if days they would have been okay food. at Liz's apartment because it's a second story. I've thought the same thing. Other you got to be stairs. buzzed in. Yeah, you got to be buzzed in. And that would, that door down there seemed like it had thick glass on it too. Yeah. That's kind of they're just going to push their way through. So. And hell, if nothing else, go barricade the one door that's coming yeah. in. The one buzzer door, barricade that one door shut. Take, take a dresser. Mm-hmm. You know, usually broken in another apartment. And took a dresser and push it on the ground floor. So you don't have to carry it downstairs. That's what I'm saying. And then push it in front of the door. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, pr- <laughs> in all honesty, they probably would have been fine at Liz's apartment. But Ed wanted to be able to smoke. Someplace comfortable. So, someplace I could smoke. Yeah. I don't want to know where the exits are. <laughs> Which I will say, knowing where the exits are is not a bad idea. Yeah. That's very, that's so actually that. true. That's, that's, that, there's, there's my top tip. No matter where you walk into, 
always look at for the exits first as soon as you walk in. I know you do that because you're you're a wacko like me. But, Maybe. Um, and oh, okay. So here's my top tip: something that I've, I've tried to pass on before. If you you are going into a place and you don't want to know where the exits are, the most obvious exit is what the one that you just walked in. Right. But that's also the most obvious to everyone. If you're going into a restaurant or a bar or anything that has something of that nature, almost 100% of the time without even having to see it or think about it, you can guarantee that there's another entrance through the kitchen every time. I would almost guarantee it. Yeah, like I said, almost 100%. It is, I would say it's literally 99% of the time there's an exit through the kitchen that you can't see and that is not going to be obvious to everyone else. Because if there is... To. No, I think there's like building codes. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't think. know if there... There might be, actually. There yeah. might be. But I just for the convenience of business, they always have one. So the obvious exit for everyone else, if something goes down, whether it's a fire or somebody comes in shooting, everybody's going to try to run out the front door that they just came in. Don't go to that door. Go through the kitchen. Because the only people going out the kitchen are going to be the kitchen people. So you're going to have like 10. Right. As opposed to, let's say you're in a decent-sized restaurant, 100 trying to go out one door, 10 trying to go out the other. Go through the kitchen. Yeah. Jump the counter, take whoever's with you, and make your way through the kitchen. Fair and enough. You better have a... if Well, if you're... Of our ilk, you better have a fucking defensive pistol with you so you can at least lay down some defensive rounds while you're retreating. Hopefully. I would hope. Hopefully you don't live in a city like London where you can't have guns because that would suck. Anyway. That goes right into weapons. There you go. Uh, Obviously, a blunt weapon was was doable in Mm -hmm. this one. Mm -hmm. Obviously, firearms would be best and knowing how to use them. Yeah. Actually being able to hit their mark. Although, even if they would have hit their mark... Let's say it was a box of 50, because most ammo comes in a box of 50. Um, that's 50 zombies. Yeah. There was more than 50 there was zombies. More than 50. There was so you're kind of, I mean, even if each shot made, they may count, it was a headshot. Yeah. That's that's 50 less, and you probably, you probably would have helped, mm-hmm. but you're still, you're still shortchanged, so to right. speak. And with every, another thing to think of is with every shot you fire, you have the potential of attracting more. You do, yeah. So, you do, because obviously noise yeah. attracts them. Sean made a funny comment at the end when they're stuck in the uh, cellar. He's like, we got two bullets left. He goes, maybe if we line several of them up and I can shoot several of them through the head at once. Yeah, of course that's ideal, but probably not going to happen. No. So so weapons, I mean, shit. And and also, think even if you're, you're saying your top tip, if you have a defensive pistol on you, if you carry spare, excuse me, carry spare magazines, you're still limited as to how much you have on you. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're, I mean, if you're out and about just going to dinner, if you're even carrying one spare magazine, which honestly most people don't, most people are going to carry a pistol and hopefully have some capacity to it, and that's going to be it. Other wackos like us will have at least maybe one spare magazine. Some even carry two. No, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. You so let's just say your ba- very basic weapon. I'm gonna make you happy by saying this: a Glock. <gasps> yes. Let's just say you have a Glock, 17 or 19. You got 17 rounds. If you have two extra magazines, you have 50. What? 50. Well, is it 17 three, plus 54 one, rounds? So 17 times three. I don't know what that is. A lot. That's that's it's over math. It's, it's, it's over 50. Yeah. So you have 51, more one maybe? Yeah, so you have more than I think it is 51. You have more than 50 rounds on you, 
But still, you're right back to where you're just talking about. You get that's a box of ammo. You still only got fifty that you're taking out. Right. But that's in a zombie world, but still. But stuck. Yeah. And that's if every shot counts. Yeah. So which even for a like a master pistolier, you're not gonna hit a headshot no. on every single shot. Unlike The Walking Dead, where every shot's a headshot. Yeah, it's they have magna bullets. Don't you know that? Just magnetized I mean, right to zombies' heads. That's that's so unrealistic. Even if you were to go look at competition shooters, and you could argue competition is it's more of a game, but it is a game with firearms. It's, it's a, there's some things they do that aren't as realistic, in my opinion, as a mm-hmm. real tactical training. But either way, they're practicing all the time to shoot, and they'll they'll miss sometimes. Yeah, exactly. The best shooters in the world that can run a Glock. And the and, only stress they have is they're going to win or lose the competition. Yeah. Their life is not at stake. Good point. There's another factor. Your life being at stake. I heard a statistic once that a 100% shooter, someone who shoots 100% at the range, not under you know stress, in a shooting situation drops down to 40% accuracy. That is a perfect shooter drops to 40% in a shooting situation. That's that's huge. So keep that in mind. I believe it. If you can do any type of training to um, simulate stress, get your heart rate up, stuff like that, that always helps. So helps for – it's not going to – you're never going to be able to simulate the actual stress of an actual shooting where bullets are flying at you, but you can at least get your heart rate up. Yes. And train with your heart rate up. That somewhat gives you an idea. Um, anyway, um, see miscellaneous, anything? Oh, we did weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Blunt weapons and blunt weapons. guns. If you can have them, uh, I, we're getting lazy on the weapons. <laughs> yeah. Well, how many times can I say, uh, an AR 15? Yeah. Yeah. We my should, Glock, you know, a Tomahawk. We should just call it our standard kit. And if it's standard a movie like kit. that, just say our standard, standard kit. kit. If you've listened to this before, I would take my standard kit. Yeah. Um, Miscellaneous Ugh, for this one. Let me think. I don't know. I mean, this is a pretty straightforward zombie movie, albeit just more realistic, which is why we love it. Because and this is really more, and some comedy, yeah, a lot and of comedy. Because this is how. That's why I love this so much. This is how the normal person is going to handle the zombie apocalypse. They're going to be totally. They're going to be learning as they go. Yes, the only thing that I find. Uh, it's a comedy. The Ed's attitude over the whole thing is, I love the character. I love how funny it is. I love the way he plays it. But I think that he would at, at there's a point where he would actually start taking it a lot more seriously yeah. than he does. Yeah. <laughs> Even at the end, he's like, "Look who it is! It's Pete." I mean, like he does. He, like the, the zombies are pouring. Yeah, in. yeah, and that's what gets him killed. Is that he's yes. being goofy and saying, "Hey, it's Pete," and then Pete bites him. Yeah, fucking idiot. And then the other person bites his neck, and yeah, other so. zombie. So, uh, <laughs> I guess miscellaneous is don't have a fucking goofball. Uh, Apathetic, cares about nothing in life. Answers a phone call about weed in the middle of a zombie horde. Yeah. Oh, mate, I don't even have any for myself. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got. We'll we'll see how this went. Please, if you liked it or hate it, leave us a comment. Let us know. Maybe we'll do it more. Maybe we'll do it less. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll do the more we watch the movie more. But yeah, if you like it, let Let us us know. know. If not, uh, so uh, I guess next uh, next episode we'll go to actually the letter T. Maybe we'll try to do that. All right. Unless we hear so much about this, maybe we'll do a little different. But uh, 
Unless you got anything else. I got nothing. All right. Until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And enjoy the apocalypse.